Um, I want to talk just a little bit about a couple passages in the first and second reading, but because the first reading it said, those who are just must be kind. I think if we really seek justice, there needs to be a kindness about it. But I've heard so many people use the term justice in terms of, I want justice, meaning almost, I want revenge, I want to get even, I want somebody to pay for this, I want them to pay. It's like, does that sound like you're seeking justice or revenge? So the scripture connecting, one who is just must be kind. And so is someone, do you really have justice if there isn't kindness also a part of it? So just if, when the word just is used in scripture, it said Joseph was a just man. That was the highest tribute that someone could give to a person, that he was just. Just in his relationship with God, his relationship with his neighbor, his family, just in everything that he did, he was just fair and honest and true. He was a just man. So justice and kindness in scripture are linked together. If somebody's asking for justice and there's no kindness in it, it's not justice thereafter. Okay. The second reading is one of my favorites especially whenever you're going through a very difficult time. Um, and this is kind of one of those difficult times, <laughs> I think, for everyone. Um, if you haven't been stressed out yet, you amaze me. <laughs> the, um, but I like this passage because sometimes, especially going through a crisis or going through a real great loss in some way, Sometimes we just can't find words to speak. Sometimes words just don't come. There aren't words that we have that we can articulate what it is that we're carrying inside. And so this is so hopeful And St. Paul said, when we don't know what to say, the spirit who searches the hearts intercedes for us as God himself wills. What a comfort that is of just needing to place ourselves in the presence of God. God, here I am. You know what it is I need. You know what I'm struggling with. You don't even, you know what I don't even know how to say or express. Lord, hear the voice of your spirit. May your spirit intercede for us, for me at this time, and all of us at this time. Um, so if you're ever in a situation where you're lost for words or words don't come, just, Lord, Lord, I'm going to trust your spirit to offer to you the prayers in words that I cannot even express. Okay? I just, I love that passage for that reason. The gospel today has a lot of different images in it. Um, and they can, parables are real expansive. Perils aren't really narrowed just down to this little piece, and that's exactly what it means. They open up our minds, they open up our way of seeing things. They just kind of expand what God is saying to us. And so the parable about the good seed being planted. 
Remember it said God created everything and he saw it was very good. So what God has made, the seeds that he has planted in our world, in our life, are good. Where did the sin come from? Where did the brokenness come from? Where did those things of, geez, I don't like that in regard to myself. I don't like facing that or dealing with that. I wish it weren't there. It's like, okay, where'd that come from? Is that something we chose? Is that something we decided upon? But somehow those seeds also got planted inside of us and they're part of the makeup of who we are. So we're like a good field with very rich seed and a rich harvest, the wheat, but also recognize their weeds in most of us. And I think, I think it's a very wise thing of the wisdom that Jesus uh, does in this parable. No, do not pull the weeds, because if you pull the weeds, you probably will also uproot the wheat as well. The, um, the roots are interwoven with each other. And so we really can't pull up the roots of the weeds without doing damage to the crop and the field that God is growing as well. So I think it's whenever you think um, you're going to try to change somebody and make somebody else different, I'll never forget the woman who said to me, you know, I didn't like my husband the way he was, so I was going to make him into what I want him to be, and then I couldn't stand what I had made. <laughs> Um, that's what happens when we try to remake somebody. Maybe the image of God might not shine clearly through each person, but they have been created in the image and the likeness of God because God created them. So somewhere often buried under a lot of, <laughs> a lot of garbage, a lot of stuff, a lot of junk, is the true image of God that is deep, deeply within each person. Um, yeah, sometimes the packaging doesn't show it, but there's more to a person than just the packaging, more to a person than just what we see, and that we have to trust that God sees the fullness of the person that we don't. And so we might pray for someone that we're struggling with, but not try to remake them. I remember myself, I was struggling with a couple of things and I'm just saying, God, I think I'd be so much better person if only you would take these things out of me and take them away from me. And I, I know I told you this and God said, no, I said, God, I don't really want these to do. I don't want to deal with these things. I don't want to. And God said, no. I said, well, why won't you do that? He said, well, if I did, I'd make you the most arrogant, self-centered person in the world. <laughs> and with our fra own frailty, with our own weakness, we cannot help but be compassionate toward others and patient with others too. Because we acknowledge our own struggles, we acknowledge our own weaknesses. And so it's like, okay, maybe this person struggles with that and I struggle with this, you struggle with this. Um, various things that we may work on but because we don't have that particular struggle, doesn't mean we are better than them. We, if we're honest, we'll say, okay, I know I have this to work on and this is something I don't like to admit, but it's part of me. 
but um, so we need to be patient. And I think it gives us more compassion toward others too, being less judgmental, not criticizing, just saying, you know, they may struggle with that even more than I know. It may be more difficult for them than I understand. You know, St. Paul was known to have a pretty bad temper. Um, that's why Mark left. <laughs> and he was mad at Mark because, and then Luke wanted to bring, Luke came to work with Paul and Mark went to work with Peter. Um, so anyway, Paul's temple, temper got in the way of him on a lot of occasions. So he struggled with that. So who knows what the different weaknesses are or the weeds that have been planted in each of us. There are weeds that are there. Um, we just need to be honest with ourselves about them. So I think it's a good lesson about not trying to rip ourselves apart, trying to tear those out, or ripping somebody else apart, trying to rip out the weeds. Um, the prayer is a healing, gentle way that God, in a way, frees us and perhaps enables that which is good to grow, though we don't even recognize the weeds. Um, the image of flower, the parable of the flower, is fascinating because it said three measures of wheat, right, of dough. Of dough. The, it's about 40 pounds. Can you imagine working with 40 pounds of flour and dough and mixing in the leaven? Um, but just maybe that's meant to be a picture bigger than ordinary to tell us it's not our doing. We're the dough in the hands of God. We are the wheat that's perhaps been ground, the wheat that's been ground into flour. And now God is working that leaven, the leaven of his love the leaven of his mercy, the leaven of his kindness, working that leaven within us, that then we too will be a source of that life and leaven in the world. You know, when you, what is it, that uh, sourdough bread? You need the, a piece of it to put into more, to make it into a loaf of bread, and, but you always keep part of it, right? So that you have it to go into more. And what if God is truly working that leaven within us and um, creating bread out of us, bread that will help feed and nourish and strengthen others, bread that will be a source of life to others. And in any way, our life truly is a source of life to others. We too have been made into bread. And so when we have the Eucharist and we participate in the bread that has become the body of Christ, you know, Lord, you're that leaven within me. May you truly transform me more and more into your image and likeness. Transform me more and more that I might also be bread for the world, bread for those who are hungry because they hunger for you. Okay, just... I got to tell you a couple of little stories. Um, the fields right now are really plush and really thick, and I don't see many weeds in the farm fields around. But I'd ask friends that are mine that are farmers if they would plant a row of sweet corn for me, and they, they did. <laughs> and 
and I was so excited and so looking forward to it. And then I got the email this week. Sorry to tell you, but the raccoons ate the entire row. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> they know when it's ripe, <laughs> and they don't wait any extra time. <laughs> so they got it. I hope they send me a thank you note. But, <laughs> but also what the, the farmers told me, the raccoons do not eat any of the corn that is treated with Roundup. <laughs> they only go after the corn that has not been treated, and they can tell the difference. They didn't bother any of the Roundup corn. They only ate that which wasn't treated. <laughs> so I thought, those little critters, we might not think they're that smart, but they might be a little smarter than we realize. So, um, Never underestimate God's creation and how we might learn lessons from many parts of his creation. God bless you.